Talk Show. Recorded live. And yes, we are live and well and living in River City of everybody's state or state of mind. And this is the uh, Health and Wellness for the Golden Age. I almost forgot it. <laughs> but we're here and we've got an exciting uh, speaker today. And it's in an area that we really never approach because it's, uh, we think of it as religious, but, and it's not religious. It's the fact of what is going on in a corporation that ties in with the church. And so um, this is my friend, uh, John Adams. I almost called him James Adams, who is a relative down the road of his. And it was uh, uh, very exciting to have him on. He's very prompt. He's well organized. He's very articulate. And it is important that we hear another side of what's being affected by um, evil. I'm going to repeat the, co- the quote that Plato did back in between 428 and 348, where he said, evil is the root and stem. And I want people to get it. That's like a tree of all evil. And it was during that period of time that Socrates, who was the great thinker, the great uh, energizer for us to think, and thinking is one of the things we've lost in today's uh, way of doing it. So I want you to get your thinking cap on, and I'm going to turn it over to John. And John lives here in uh, the city I live in, Spartanburg. And uh, we've done many different things over the years and been very involved. He and the legal part or the the way to be the case for helping his sister and all the other crummy things that have happened to people. But he kept his attitude right. And that's what all of us here are because we know it's an inside job. We've got to be the strong one. So I'm going to turn it over to you, John, and say – what are you going to do and tell us and, and give us that disclaimer because it's very important that people know this isn't a church thing. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, John. It's your time. Greg, thank you. Uh, good morning um, or whatever time you're coming on. If you're live or coming in during the talk or uh, hear this recording after the fact, uh, thanks for coming by. This is going to be an informative uh, program for those who've never delved into this. It's It could be boring, but if you know of anybody or you've ever been to church in your life, what you call quote, end quote, church, uh, this should matter to you because it, it involves all of our lives, and you'll see why in just a moment. But, yes, uh, Spartanburg is uh, home for myself, and I wonder, and uh, we're near each other kind of, sort of, but uh, used to be called Sparkle City a lot way back in the day. And um, I think as the incorporation's grown, that, that name kind of went by the wayside. But my disclaimer uh, is basically this. Um, I, I started to type it out, but I said, no, I won't be that, that dramatic. It's just, one or any is a great word, perspective thinking. That is, perspective. there's many perspectives. And let me just say this. Um, part of my disclaimer is a um, an illustration used by oh, a great many people, but it's, it, I call it the the old barn out in the you know, out in the wheat field all by itself, and it's kind of broken down. But you you're walking through life, and you see this barn. And you're you're obviously curious. A lot of people are curious. Some people aren't. 
they walk down to the barn and they go, hmm, I wonder what's inside. Well, they peek through the outside of the barn through the slats of the wood that's breaking down and they, they see interesting things inside and they think, hmm, I want to go inside and look, they look in there too. And when they open the door, the most immaculate light is beaming in from all the slats because the sun is just at its brightest. And they start looking out the slats from the inside and they see, you know, I see things differently from the inside out. So it's a good illustration that, you know, it, we see different perspectives from where we're at is the point. And the rest of my disclaimer would, would be this. I am a Christian. Uh, some people think of that terminology in different ways and that's okay. Um, I try to, uh, adhere to, um, absolute moral, moral absolutes. Uh, but I, I do, uh, respect every opinion, every faith, every religion. Uh, for me, my Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. So there is a difference, and it kind of gets into the 501c3. So that's the start of it. And my first question, which I told one ran, I would pause periodically because uh, you may want to jump in and, or uh, ask questions, but what is the 501c3 church in its actual legal terms? That would be the first thing. So let me pause there. You don't want to keep going or? Yeah, keep going because I, I know I have some misinformation uh, on it, and I think it's valuable that we get straight information. Okay. Well, I've got five or six documents, and again, uh, you're gonna find, if you go to the internet, you know, which you may have already done if you're listening, and looked up a lot of the stuff that I may be telling you, you there is gobs, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's a southern term or not, a lot of information on um, this subject. Now, it used not to be now, because I've been following this for quite some time. Uh, Wonder Ann knows I've studied what happened in our history, what happened in our world, what happened to us for over 34 years. I'm 56 years old, and uh, I guess over the last 10 years, I think all of our eyes have been, and our spirits and our hearts have been open to more than, than ever because of the creation of the personal desktop computer, which allowed us not to have to run down to the library or wherever to try to look up stuff, which was almost impossible to find all this. This what took so long for us to realize all this. Would you agree with that, Wondering? Absolutely. I was just talking that way with a friend of mine yesterday at the library at school. Absolutely. Yep. So anyway, because of that, uh, you know, it, it, whether you believe what's in the Bible or not, there is major prophecies, all of them being fulfilled to this moment. In chapter Daniel, uh, excuse me, in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, there's a verse in there that talks about when there'll be a time in, in uh, time and space, which we live in, that information becomes so relevant that you actually see the words to and fro, which is to and from. Well, where do you see that mostly? Airplanes, I go to and I go from. Uh, trains, what have you. And so the computer age helps us uh, gain a lot of this, and it's work as a whammy for both sides, the good good part of life and those who uh, want to do evil. But what is the 501 Future Church? Real quick, let's say this. I'm going to say we're going to dive from a diving board or wherever out into the lake or the swimming pool and go to the middle first and work our way back because it's extremely, in a way, complicated because the corporations made it that way on purpose, okay? Uh, 
And then when you get into it, you cannot help but say, hmm, these breadcrumbs really line up. These dots line up, and this is it. The truth is, incorporated churches are subject to total government control, whether they will admit it or not. Um, what they may and may not teach and preach, they cannot conflict with public policy. Now, let me just stop there and say this. Part of the good news is, and because I follow it so closely, is there are a number of 501c3 churches that be damned that rule. They're going to speak the truth, period. And if you look on certain TV channels, like, say, Daystar or whatever, there are preachers that I look them up. They're 501c3 churches, but they're preaching stuff that used to be preached back in the 1920s, in the 30s, and the 40s, before uh, 1952, which led to the demise of a lot of churches, and that's called the Johnson Amendment under Lyndon Bain Johnson. Well, that name ought to make a hair stand on the back of your neck, even if you're a Democrat or you know, I don't call myself either one, but either way, uh, we go back to say the five of one, there are five of one free churches that, that are standing out, and then there's a lot, obviously, that aren't. So, um, let's see here. Uh, the IRS prohibits such organizations from carrying on propaganda or otherwise attempting to influence legislation. That comes from USC Code 26501C3. So I like to give good documentation because I, I don't want to say this is just something of my opinion. Uh, this prohibition extends not only to the endorsement of, a, say, a political candidate, but also any other attempts to influence legislation, including taking a public stand, can you believe this, against such government-protecting abominations as, now you may be for or against, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, so don't take it that way. If you're against abortion or any other thing, uh, the government could pay you a visit. I'm just saying that because that's what it says. Now, the church is discovering that favors from Washington, D.C. have strings attached. Uh, In this case, the the strings is a rope that is being used to throttle her once powerful voice back again to squeeze her. Squeeze her. I, I say put a, a noose around her neck and, and talking with a noose around your neck. Now, I'm going to pause right there and wander in for a second. Um, any questions? Yeah, when you say a noose around our neck, if we're not belonging to those churches, why would it affect us? Okay, good question. Um, when I say noose around the neck, I mean the noose around the neck of the church who has the ability, and, and we'll go back to the meaning of church also in a minute, uh, what a true church is, is is that, that they should have the ability to speak not, well, explicitly what the Bible teaches, but it can delve into the moral issues of the day. That's what kept a, a great bit of America uh, healthy is a speaking against uh, the moral evils, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what churches did back in the day more so. So uh, the individual, um, it, it you know, you have your own individual, uh, for, I say First Amendment rights, speak your, your own opinion, but it could conflict with some of the people that you go to church with or the leadership. And you could be shunned. It depends on how well you 
present it. This is Nikki. Yeah, go ahead, Nikki. Yeah, so what you're saying is that uh, because uh, the the word church could actually be um, uh, defined as assembly, and we have a right to assemble and redress grievances, we essentially can hold them accountable to the uh, moral code, the Ten Commandments, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's- uh, a government a government body, if they wanted to, see, we, this is an evolving thing, just real quick, 1952, the, the legislation was made, and for, this is an incredible story. First of all, to answer your question, the, let, me just read, let's, let me just tell you the definition of what a true church is, okay? Uh, let's see. Church does not refer refer to any physical building, but refers to the whole body of believers in Christ. Okay, so if if you're not a believer in Christ, you may not know what that means, but when you are, you'll quickly understand in Christ. The word church is translated from the Greek word ekklesia, which literally means assembly or congregation of people, which you were just talking about. It does not refer to any physical building. Keep that in mind when reading uh, different things about this. Now, to say, you know, 501c3 churches can do exactly what you're saying, they could be, you know, um, they could come in and and shut the church down, and that's fine. There's a way to get out of it, but that's a whole other story. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that to me, you know, what you're saying in just the first few minutes that I've heard you is that uh, uh, it's it's interesting. Two thousand years ago, you know, uh, they talked about in Revelation three the church at Philadelphia and the assembly at Philadelphia, and it does say in there, "Let no man take your crown," and crown is our sovereignty and our ability to do what it is you're speaking of, and it's. It, uh, it, it's fascinating to me that uh, the word Philadelphia was used at, at that particular juncture of time. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're God, obviously, if they're a 501c3 organization and they're you know going by the dictates of those who control the money, that their God is mammon. But anyway, <laughs> this is, I'll go ahead and yield and mute out. Well, I, let me just comment to say uh, you're exactly right, and, and, and to piggyback on your thought, uh, you know, the Word of God, which is called the Bible, uh, says greatly in Revelation, in the in the last days of time and space, literally, mm-hmm. uh, there will become a great deception. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, that's on the world, and it could be the believers if they're not awake. Okay, so that's to everyone, actually. So anyway, that that concept has come about more and more, and I'm sure on your show, Wonder Ann, y'all have talked about the Illuminati at some point, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the Illuminati, which everybody probably knows, if you if, if for those who who are new, you know, everybody starts at some place, and you study, and you begin to see what everybody's been talking about. You may disagree on some things, but one of their tenets is. To take over a country or the world, you must tear down their moral, absolute, religious values. Period. Mm-hmm. And so that that's that dovetails into all this. So it comes down. All of a sudden, uh, what 1948, Israel becomes a nation. First time that prophecy became true. That year, that day, May 14th, coming up, will be the 70th year of Israel's anniversary. Number two, 1952. Uh, 
legislation came about by Lyndon B. Lyndon, or Lyndon B. Johnson to uh, help make churches 501c3 status, and that's the jumping off point. It really is unbelievable. And, and a lot of people don't know it was that method of his that created this bailiwick totally that people are going through. It's yeah. a, uh, he, he did it out of animosity. He didn't do it out of love. No, he didn't. And uh, I'll, ju- I'll jump in and say here, here, that's the, that would be the second point. Uh, and again, any topic you pick, I don't care if it's this show or you're just in a living room, we all know this. Because of the computer, it is amazing how if you study things enough, you could take any word, say adoption, for instance, letter A, you could talk about that for years because mm-hmm. there's so much to everything. So we'll just say I'm covering the the surface and a little bit below it when we do this because there's so much to it. It doesn't mean that you're missing anything when you listen to this show. It just means that uh, we're showing how corrupt this has become, um, and it's gotten more so since 1952. So what happened was, now, I'm gonna not going to name names in the beginning because you're going to – I don't want to um, say that certain persons knew what they were doing because I don't know that. Anyway, in 1950, there was a great evangelist who just passed away, okay? And it was amazing how God had opened up these doors and even the newspapers and things that gave him coverage. So these great crusades broke out across America. Well, that, that happened many decades before with people like Billy Sunday and even back in the 1800s with Charles Finney it was the most absolute that was called the second great revival with men like him but he set up uh, opportunities for people to come in and uh, do crusades again for, for people to hear what is called the good news or the gospel which is that's what's in the Bible and it's part of uh, the church's message. So, the long story short, I have listened and I have read that Lennon, Lennon Johnson, L.B. Johnson, got together with several people. And he said, "You, you stick to your religious thing, and I'll take care of the politics." So, there was a lot of hiding of information going on here. So they they went in and created this 501c3 with massive rules to it, and they could kick them in at any time. But I'm going to tell you, I was born in 1961, and I asked my own father, okay, he's a pastor. I grew up in, in, in the church. I grew up in a pastor's home. And the deal is, I asked him, I said, Dad, did you even know about this? Because I let him read the documents I found. It absolutely knocked him in. He's 80 years old. He's knocked him into Florida. I had, I had to pick him up. Okay. So, not literally, but spiritually. <laughs> uh, and I, he, I, he said, no. He said, that was already done when I got to my first church. I said, there you go, bingo. Ooh. Now, I said, let's follow that bread point. He said, well, when I got out of seminary, just called that for the places where a lot of people go to train to help go to churches and, and, and uh, teach and preach and, and hopefully do it the right way. But even our, you know, not just our schools, our seminaries have been infiltrated, Illuminati, here we go again, infiltrate everything 
to, to mess it up. Now, uh, he, he comes out and he says, yeah, you know, just by you teaching me, John Mark, uh, which is my middle name, and it's, it's just, you know, I, I didn't really even know that. They, we didn't, it's not really brought up unless you approach a subject, which my dad has many years about. Uh, if you can remember something called liquor by the drink, does that ring yeah. a bell? Uh, so just different subjects, you know, the church was involved, especially even in Spartanburg, to stop things that we thought would, you know, hinder people's lives but not take away their freedom, okay? Uh, but And if you did it too loud, you might get a visit by a government official in private. And I am, uh, I would lay a $100 bill on the table, not that I bet, that that's happened to so many preachers, uh, our churches, so to keep them in line. Uh, a lot of it has to do with who goes to their church. Hello. There's a lot of influential people. I mean, it, everybody's welcome to church. But there's a lot of influential people that think they should run that thing. Yeah. And that's not exactly how that goes. So um, I'll stop right there for a second. Any questions or comments? Anybody else have questions? Yeah, go ahead, Orphan. Um, a couple of things. One, I... We here in the northern states use the word gobs, too. <laughs> so that's well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, and I've never heard liquor by the drink. What was that you said? Yeah. Um, well, down here in the south, uh, you know, I don't know if it was across the nation, but there was a thing in Spartanburg County back in the, I want to say it was late 70s, maybe middle 70s, and it probably came up again in, in the 80s, but uh, they would sell, um, uh, you know, taxation or whatever, liquor by the drink. You know, you see these old westerns, you walk up and go, bartender, mm-hmm. whiskey, you know. And so uh, they were trying, they were trying to, the churches were saying, you know, let's 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 keep the laws in place to minimize people. It was basically helping people not get drunk and ruin their life and or wreck, okay? Yeah. And so there, there was a legislation in place that was trying to just like, you know, you know, uh, they collapse the minimums and just kind of go wild with it, but that that's basically what happened. Okay, that that makes sense. And the other thing I just wanted to comment on is it's amazing. I know in our groups, um, we always thought a five hundred one c three was a great thing. <laughs> oh sure, everybody let, did. Let, yeah, let's uh, you know. Get our group on the private and do a 501c3, and here we're putting it right in their hands. You know, it's like, wow. So this yeah, is great information. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's because they hide the information until you have the guts enough to know that, you know, mm-hmm. we should have never trusted our government, even from day one. You should always check the people who you put in charge of your government so they hide things. Um. Well, this is very interesting. I appreciate it. So, anyway, I yield and I'll mute. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, go ahead. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and uh, what you're just saying now and or the, how the conversation is going, and you had mentioned when we were talking earlier about the Word of God, and uh, I just want to remind people that the Word of God is a two-edged sword. Amen. To them as well, okay? And the state of Israel is not the nation of Israel. I'd like to just kind of put that in. nation of Israel is, uh, you know, our seed line. And uh, 
and many of us are Israelites by, you know, just by DNA. So, Absolutely. Yeah, this is it's very interesting. Thank you, and I yield. You're welcome. And, You're correct. And that, that's, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say about the Israel thing. That that can get complicated too, but you're right and uh, a lot of perspectives on that guy yield. And I I wanna bring in another added information about the uh alcohol. In the south and uh, well across this nation we had the amendment where uh with prohibition. And with prohibition the purpose was not to save lives. That really was not its purpose. The purpose was to get the uh, men and women of that era to stop using alcohol in their cars because the cars ran very well on alcohol. Mm. And the the, um, oil companies, the oil conglomerate, needed to sell their oil. They needed the cars to be converted. And when FDR came in in he put up an amendment or a referendum, whatever it was, to cancel the uh, use of the um, prohibition. And he got it done with 60,000 votes. Mm. That's unheard of. And the why? So that the gas company could take over and do the rest of what they needed to do because all the cars uh, couldn't run anymore on the wonderful alcohol that they were using in them. So we've got to always look at why are they doing it, what is their real purpose, and um, this is why we have to know about this 501c3, to know the manipulation. I yield. And, And we had down here, John, didn't we have blue Sundays or whatever they called them, and you couldn't get alcohol in South Carolina at all. Right. Are you saying that, you know, in South Carolina, you uh, 12 midnight Saturday is banned till, uh, till Sunday is technically over, I guess, 12 midnight Sunday night. Uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 That was a, now that was a big fight at one point, but thank the Lord they kept it in place because, you know, those who follow the word of God would understand why. And, you know, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Anything else? This, this is Orpha. I, I don't understand. Are you saying that they banned alcohol from 12 midnight Saturday to 12 midnight Sunday? or not allow you to buy it. I, I, they don't allow you to buy it in, right. a store, in, a, in a liquor store, not in a bar or something like that, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about the bar because I don't go to them, but the, uh, definitely the walk-in stores and the yeah, liquor stores. I don't know. Yeah. Wonder, Andy, you know about bars? They were banned all across the way. You had to go to North Carolina to get any uh, kind of satisfaction on yeah. your uh, addiction. Because it was an addiction. Okay, I I really don't understand that concept because why would they allow you to buy alcohol all during the week and on the weekend when most people are off work? You can't buy it. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's just the one day. It's just Sunday that <laughs> they got it down to. And well, it's, it's it, all about control. It is. It's, you know, there's there's many perspectives there. You know, I agree 
uh, ma'am, that, you know, what's, what is the deal, you know, but Sunday, given that uh, a lot of people, I'll just say that, recognize Sunday as the Lord's day, and the Bible teaches, uh, you know, that's his day, but so they're like, what, the rest of his days, his days, well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're yeah, all his okay. days, but that's, that's a special one. Here, here's the deal. Okay. Uh, I think they, I think the church was so adamant about it when it, when it stood up for, you know, at least don't do it on Sunday. You know, that's yeah, kind of what one Rand was saying. It came down to that. Okay, I, that that makes sense. They were tying it into the church, the religious beliefs oh. and and whatnot for banning the alcohol. That makes sense. Well, it would it would it would have been something, you know a more a moral thing, you know. Right. You know, right. do you ever go out and look at, hey, I have, look at studies that says how many wrecks didn't happen on Sunday, how many deaths didn't mm-hmm. happen, you know, that kind of thing. So you know, this goes on and on. Right, and they, they turn it around and say, see what good this does, you know, uh, while all the while it's like, we've got control of you and the church and everything else by putting this there. Right. So, But we won't, we won't tell you that. Right. Yeah. There okay. you go. I get it. I get it now. I yield. Okay, John. Okay. Back to um, which I had sent uh, one around weeks ago. We went over a, a little sheet of uh, bullet points, so I'm just kind of following through that. But anyway, uh, the plan, the execution, and those behind the effort, well, obviously LBJ, and he had uh, obviously many people that helped pass the bill and uh back in 1952, so uh, someone had just uh, said, uh, it might have been one or one of the people on the line that said, you know, uh, all of a sudden, a uh, 501c3 church came up out of nowhere, and you're like, well, why wasn't it here before? Mm-hmm. So they should, have asked, they should have asked that. I don't know why they didn't, and now if they did, obviously the sellers, the presenters of the government that that whatever name they used when they came to explain it to church bodies or the they're the you know the the leaders of the church body obviously they did a good job huh mm-hmm. uh, because right now here's the deal uh i would say 99% of all churches maybe more than that are 501c3 status now they're 501c3 seats but 501c3 organizations so there's a difference between the two in that there are a, a moral possibly a moral uh, organization that does good things, and they probably have to come under 501c3 because they're not considered a church. There again, um, when they sold this to uh, leaderships of churches, you know, evidently they they, they do a great job of a non-full disclosure, okay? Mm-hmm. So when you dig into this, you begin to see what they non did not leave, you know, that they left out. And so uh, that's a lot of the plan, the execution, because it goes again, it goes back to who's working for the Illuminati. A lot of people, some of those people are uh, in the government, uh, or a lot of them are, I'm sorry, and then you have um, a lot of other groups that I won't mention, but um, there's the start of the plan, the execution behind the effort to tie the church's voice and kind of just because they have a great man, they have a lot of patience, don't they? They do. To, to wait and wait and wait and let the decades go by 
people that were involved in it die off, but their family picks it back up, and they just keep watching it till one day they pull the plug. So mm-hmm. that's that part. I'll, I'll pause for a moment. And when you, uh, you're going to go into what, what it was that they pulled the plug on, is that not correct? Yeah, well, you, when you pull the plug, when you pull the plug on, I put in there. Uh, let's see. Hang on a second. I'm following my notes here. Um, I think I put Second Amendment. Well, I meant to put First and Second Amendment. It, the First Amendment's, you know, a lot of that's the the the, the right to speak your views. Uh, two, obviously, is is about gun rights, but. Uh, they pull a plug in the sense that before that time, the churches had more uh, power because they were able to not be uh, shut down or ridiculed by the paper or whoever, newspaper or whoever, would, they would say, you know, you shouldn't be that hard. You shouldn't, you know. And, you know, if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. If you don't want to read it, don't read it. So why? Yeah. What's the? what is the, you know, as long as I'm not creating civil violence because uh, some people could stir that up but I, I don't know of many churches in in my studies that have they didn't try to do that at all so it's the voice of of moral absolutes and and how a society, society can degrade uh, and that's throughout history so there you go yeah. yeah I'm sorry what did you say this is Nikki yeah, go ahead, Nikki. Okay, um, I'm wondering, um, a gentleman who's speaking, and I'm sorry, I forgot your name. John. 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 Okay, sorry about that. Um, did, have you looked into the Guilds of London and their the heritage of the Guilds of London? And yes. Okay, so you followed the thread about 1908. They. Um, had allowed everyone to start coming into their guild for freemen by, uh, you know, setting up uh, rules and regulations for benevolence and yeah. uh, charities and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that that maybe ties in with, um, you know, delivery companies, which, of course, is the Department of Transportation, and this way they get the Social Security numbers of people who... Yeah, well, it all it, it all ties in in the sense that whether they admit it, forget that, they're never going to admit it. Right. Whether they admit it or not, you lay it all out on a big old table or a big old map or however you want to do it. I mean, I, I often deal with slideshow presentations to try to show people, you know, you know, I take surveys, personal surveys, uh, where I where I live, and I've done them for a year on certain things, and it's unbelievable what people do not know or mm-hmm. should know. Anyway, to answer your question, yeah, it's all tied uh, because of things that have been planned so many hundreds of years ago. Yes, and uh, it goes back to the City of London and uh, yep. corporate. Uh, thank you. Good. Yes, I'm going to yield. Okay. Um, Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. This is great. You're you're tying so much together, John. Thank you. Well, good. Um, Again, the uh, the sometimes I I'm I'm glad I've got my notes in front of me because I don't want to go off on rabbit trails. But sometimes I think of a story like the other day I went by a pharmacy, which is didn't matter the name. They they're all tied together too. Uh, I went in and and for the first time in my life. 
I picked up some uh, something off the counter that my my sister needed for her stomach, but that she wanted, and I said, "Okay, I'll go get it." It it was contained. The box was contained in a plastic container. I'm like, "What the?" And all the products beside it didn't have them. I go up front and I go, "What am I missing?" And they they wouldn't answer me. I said, "What am I missing?" They said, "People steal these things. These are the most." These are the most common ones they steal and sell on the street or, or, or they just, you know, whatever, make money off of them. I said, well, now you put it in a plastic box, you take it out of the plastic box, you give it to me to buy because they got to scan it with the numbers on the barcode. Hello. And and so I was like, this manager comes up and goes, welcome to the 21st century. I said, you said that to the wrong person. <laughs> I, I said, sir, I've been welcome. You ain't looked down the abyss. Because if you had the marks already here, he goes, that ain't happening in my lifetime. I said, sir, it's already in all of Wisconsin and Switzerland. Are you kidding me? Now, let me let me back up and say the reason I said that is because the abyss. The abyss is, and I want to explain that just real briefly. The abyss, and I've thought about this a long time. There is a spiritual abyss, and the Bible talks about that. Whether there's a physical one or not, I'm going to guess yes, but I don't, and I have an idea of where it might be. However, if you were to uh, mentally be let down in an elevator or or a a very nice basket that you were able to just let down so far through the abyss, you know, obviously it's going to be black all the way down, but it lights up and you go, it's it's got a library around its walls, the 360-degree wall, okay? And it's a library of Congress for the dark side, okay? Secondly, you say, let's stop on the letter M, push M, and all of a sudden this long part of catalog comes out just going and going and going of the ways they've come up with to implement, uh, sell, uh, do whatever evil to tear down people's lives no matter what facet. I just would say that up front, okay? Uh, but how it spread, how this 501c3, how it spreads across America to churches and so many organizations, so many types. Well, I, you know, the study can tell you this, but human nature can tell you this. Hey, the church, you're in a 501c3, really? What's that? Oh, well, most people are going to mention, you know, you can get get your uh, money uh Put on there, and you can write it off on tax for tax deductions. Man, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hold on a second. Couldn't you do that before? Uh, yeah. The church never had to incorporate to do that. They've always been able to do that, and this is according to the to the IRS's own rules. Uh, and I could go through and read you paragraph verse and all that, but I'm telling you. You know, if you want it, that's the other thing I was going to tell on the show. I've got a lot of documents. If you want them, you can either contact Wonderan or you can, I'll just go ahead and say my, my email is my, M-Y. Uh, John, John yeah. hold on, and, and we'll um, we'll do that at the end, and I'll send it out to everybody because of uh, we're recording this. So oh, okay, yeah, well, I was, okay, that's fine. I, I didn't mind. I get so much crap, but that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. 
I want people to have it, so I will be sending it to you. Yeah. Well, just say I've got different things you want, you can have. I've got an audio message. I've got different documents. So anyway, um, they could always take it off on their taxes. But that was a big draw. And uh, that was one of the things that, that got a lot of churches into that, and they just didn't look into it. Just for what you're saying, is the ignorance of the flags that are in the front of the church. Yeah. They don't know what those flags are. They have no, no. clue what they are. I know a lady that was uh, recruiting me for the um, for Cleveland Park uh, Bible Church. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't know what those flags were for. And then, then, of course, Easter came or Christmas came. Oh, the flags are all gone. I said, after the holidays, they'll be back. Yeah. She never called well, me again. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of churches that are ignorant of the flags and, and what they mean. And they mean, oh, they mean <laughs> an absolute bunch of stuff. But I will say in my own church, thank goodness, they, they don't display them uh, at all. They they put them out in another area where, you know, they're not in our sanctuary, thank goodness, because it makes me want to puke when I see them because I know what they mean. Correct. Go ahead. Uh, um, so that's the part of the way that they've spread it. Uh, you know, hey, they're doing it. Let's do it. It must be a good thing. They don't look into it. Uh, but it's definitely one of the tenets of taking a country down is, is the ignorance and uh, their evil ways. So that's the, the, the invisible noose around free speech and uh, that kind of thing. So the next thing is, uh, again, I just mentioned I've got excerpts from documents, auto recordings, uh, things like that. So I'll have that at the end of the show. I can just tell you I've got them. Um, the next thing is possible solutions. So this is work through that. That is, here's what's going on. Right before the show, I went and checked the latest data just on one area. Now this may there may be more than this. There's what you call a a uh, not a 501c3 church, just the church. So I call it a non 501c3 church. And I counted on this one site 29 churches who have adopted that status. They changed it, praise God. Oh, now, great. Now, here, here is the, the – I'm going to just tell you the bottom line of a church, because uh, we'll get into this a little bit later about do's and don'ts. The church who decides to get out of a 501c3, it is a huge step and a great commitment to what they should be doing. But this is what it takes, and this is where the rubber meets the road. They have to sell everything they have. Whoa! They have to get rid of their 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 building. Their they don't have to get rid of it. They have to sell it. They have to put their property, any uh, you know equipment, anything to do with that church, and start all over by scratch to be a non five hundred one c three church now. Some of these churches I look up, yeah, they're smaller than some of these big churches because you can imagine how much money is involved in selling all that and just start from scratch. Well, I've thought through where some churches could do that if they were really committed. That's the first thing. Two, there's enough people that have money to you know, you don't have to have a big old building to do this. 
Okay, so when you, if you go out there and which any document I've got to it talks about, uh, but here's one right here, a shocking report by, you know, uh, Robert Griswold. Uh, and it's it's from a certain site I adhere to, and uh, it's just straight on. It talks about, um, let's see, Griswold contends that a major reason that the reason that many Americans are not awake to the tyranny that is sweeping this country is because the pastors in this country, not all, I don't want to do that with a broad stroke, by the way, are not doing their job. They have chosen their precious tax-exempt status over preaching the Word of God. Are home Bible studies the wave of the future? Well, that's a good question because I thought through that. I mean, the technology is there, okay? If you want to hold, you know, have want some person speak to every Bible group in homes. So they have to do that in foreign countries called the underground church. That's interesting. Yes, ma'am. It is that. Well, that's what they did in England when they took the Catholic Church out. And that's why you have the 12 days of Christmas, why you have the different kinds of uh, musical songs that are telling the people, this is what we're studying now. I mean, there was always a way around everything. Yeah, and it is amazing how they um, put cosmetics on things to make you not realize, you know, what is... What's the meaning of a real Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the political realm uh, is does have a foot in the door in the sense of um, the Trump administration is considering. This is not talked about on TV very much. Fake TV, fake news. Because you got fake news and you got underground news, which is real news, and that that they are doing. They're trying to. Uh, get rid of, if not the whole thing, at least some of the 5013 church uh, barriers, which is it's, it's better than not, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in the private realm, I just stated that you've got a lot of churches that are, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not become a brush fire yet, but it's a, uh, what a tumbleweed brush fire kind of thing just kind of burn mm-hmm. across America. You'll see that it's that small, but there are different states with uh, specific non 501 churches, which they 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 are not limited to saying what they need to say. Mm-hmm. And, and I've listened and I've listened to a great deal of Milan uh, their sermons, and they don't hold back. I mean, it's totally different than some of the sermons you would hear. And uh, and again, I won't paint a broad stroke, but in a lot of different mainline denominations, uh, the you know. They get right to the edge and hold back, and the, and words matter. All words matter, mm-hmm. as we've as we've learned that through nothing else, just the court system. But I've learned that all words matter, and um, yes, our tone of voice matters too. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, I'll just pause there for a second. With what you're bringing up is the revelation for a lot of people as they are awakening. I've talked to people. There are a lot of people not going to church. And I tell them, church isn't a building. Right. They're making it a building. Why do we have to go into a four-wall place? My husband had a great deal of problems when our third son, pardon me, our second son was having... um, 
<clears throat> he was going to lose his colon, put it bluntly. And he kept running over to the Catholic Church, and I have no fault with him doing it. He just couldn't comprehend my not doing it. I said, I don't need four walls to do a prayer to God. Right. None of us do. The uh, the the people that you talk to, just in general, not again, is is you got not to pro, uh, paint broad strokes until you know the whole thing's gone. But you know, it's, it's these people you talk to uh, in their life where they used to go into church every Sunday or Wednesday or whatever. Oh, about uh, very much so, and still, people still do it. I mean, what? We have a little group here that we that have been has been restarted. A lot of people don't come to the Wednesday meeting because they're yeah. going to church. Uh, a lot of people don't go to the uh, Wednesday meeting Our because meeting, of what? Um, Wednesday meeting oh, because they're oh. going to church. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, the, you know, when you grow up, you know, in in the church, or you've immersed yourself not in the four buildings, but the the I don't even want to say the tenets, the uh, teachings. You know, the, the, there is at least one place, but it's also referred to in other places throughout Scripture that says, "Don't forget the assembling of the fellowship of the believers." And the church takes that, you know, very highly. Now you, you can go to the flip side and go, people say, "Well, all they're doing is is focusing on the money because they got to have people to come to give." Well, I mean, electronically nowadays you can do it through the internet but anyway uh, the bottom line is yeah there is uh, there are churches that have their own focus obviously and uh, when you downplay the giving there's a proper place for that by the way Uh, but you don't emphasize it like some churches do you know that's good but uh, yeah that perspective of four wall versus what the real churches kind of has gotten out of hand but anyway okay Anybody else have questions? This is Orphan. I don't know if I've told this story before, but kind of goes along with my, because my family does not comprehend why I don't go to church. I was born and raised Mormon. Right. Um, and they just can't wrap their heads around, you know, how you can possibly, you know, have any kind of belief system if you don't go to church and the mormons like to go to church like every day of the week i mean <laughs> one in one form or fashion or the other they're going you know in fact i quit going <laughs> eight times a week was enough for me so i, I quit going. Right. but anyway i actually had an experience with um the church I i decided i didn't want the missionaries coming to the house i didn't want the visiting teachers you know i would you know, do my own thing here at the house. But I decided, okay, I'm just going to write them a letter and tell them, look, I don't, you know, just take me off your mailing list. I don't need to be on your mailing list. Um, Because my dad, ever since I left home, (laughs) uh, he's had the Mormons follow me around, you know, everywhere I'd go, they somehow found me and I knew it was my dad. But, um, Anyway, I told them to take them off, take me off their mailing list. You know, a simple thing. I just, you know, I want to be on my own. You know, leave me alone. 
I actually got a letter back from them telling me if I if they took me off their mailing list, they would have to go to Salt Lake City, Utah, and have me excommunicated mm. from the church. Excommunicated. Mm. That is a... I mean, that, getting excommunicated from the church is like you've had to do something really horrible, you mm. know? And I wrote back to them and I say, you know, this is exactly why I want to be left alone because for you to excommunicate me and take away, you know, even though I wasn't going to church, they did not have the right to take that away from me. They did not have the right to take away from me, you know, even though I didn't like going to church and all that kind of stuff, it was still a part of what made me who I am today. Right. You know? And they had no right to take that away from me. Um, whether I wanted to do anything with it or not, that's my choice, not theirs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and they, you know, I was so, I, I couldn't believe that that's what they wanted to do because because I wanted my name removed from their mailing list. Um, they never did it. They never removed me from their list either, but I haven't been bothered quite as much. But <laughs> I was. Uh, it's like, you know, of course, if you've seen the Mormon churches and temples, it's like, oh my gosh, I I don't know if they're a five hundred one c three, but I'll they probably are, they pretty are. much they are. They are. I, I was going to say yeah. that that almost have to be. I I couldn't see them not being so. You know, so anyway, I I just that kept going through my head when you're talking about you know going to the four walls in the church. You know that you, it seems like they don't. You have to go to the church, the building, to be able to, you know, practice any kind of belief system whatsoever. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's a uh, the thing you brought up is actually a good another point that, that goes into what what else I was going to say about how to communicate correct truth about this what's going on versus holding. Um, misnomers to the side and that would be uh you don't i would just say you don't hear many discussions about what we just talked or what you just said about and i don't care what church it is about if you don't like something we could write down probably a hundred or plus things that we all thought about it why something like that just kind of gets underneath my fingernail or whatever you want to say and as well that shouldn't be a reason you don't come well when you're involved in a relationship with people but as a whole, but also who you're worshiping, that tends to take your focus off the little things. I, that I agree with, okay? But sometimes there are little things that grow into big things, and then there are things that, that people are not seeing that matter. It really does matter. And... Uh, Wonder Ann mentioned one of them a while ago, and that's the meaning of some of these flags, or a lot of these flags. And so the Christian flag, I have no problem with that, but when you put gold fringe around stuff, oh, my gosh, you're getting into a whole other thing. But um, I'll just pause before we get into how to communicate. If you want to say anything, Wonder Ann or anybody else? I do. It's Elaine. Yeah, go ahead, Elaine. Yeah, I... uh... I just uh I just want to be quiet and listen to this man speak but I I do have some um some things 
came to my attention. I, uh, I, uh, this is very uh, personal to me. It's been Jesus and uh, our our Father um, has been the only thing that has held me together through so many things in life, and there have been miracles performed and the movement of God through me. But Amen. I lived, I lived with a um, minister and his wife. Uh, while just after um, my born again experience uh, as a baby Christian, and um, and I lived with them on and off. Well, at first for a couple of years, they were missionaries in Venezuela, and then they came back to the states and and just started you know preaching a Baptist uh, preaching. I went all through all the studies, the Strong's. The, the King James. What I don't like today is how the Bible has been changed so much from the original King James first interpretation to this new American Standard and new King James, and it just changes all the words. So that made yeah. me question. It made me question, you know, uh, the way people believe and 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 how we're being influenced as the flock of Christ or the church. Um, but one thing, so then I started, you know, really studying because if the in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God, and without God was not anything made that was made. Then, if we're changing words, how are we being affected by that change? And I think that what you're here, what I'm hearing from you, is all about the change. And I've been um, really concerned about the Sabbath, which is the Saturday. And as far as Illuminati goes, it was the Catholic Church that mandated and changed the worship of church to Sunday. Mandated yes. it. And, um, and, and they worship the sun god, Ra. That's mm-hmm. You're breaking up, Elaine. Uh, so uh, are you in a di- moving around because you're breaking up? No, 7,000 elevation. Is that better? Yes, much better. Thanks, honey. I had to unplug my charger. But um, anyway, um, the thing is, is, um, you know, I have been concerned about the mark of the beast as Mm -hmm. we see so many prophetic, you know, things occurring. And, you know, people are saying it's the chip, it's this, it's that. And and then uh, one of the trumpets sounded and it was given onto these uh, little scorpion things to to torment uh, those that did not have the mark of the beast. Well, looking at that word, it is not a physical mark, but it is the, um, until the the scripture says, and I'm just paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but, um, you know, uh, if you, uh, it says, do not, do not go and torment until we have, given the mark to those that are in God, okay, this is paraphrased, in their forehead, in, not on, in. And words have a deep meaning when you translate them from the Greek. And so what I've come to realize is, yeah, and what I've come to realize is that it is your mind and your heart and how you walk with God in your soul and how you're committed, uh, you know, to that change, to not accept corruption, 
to get out of uh, 5013, whatever the church is doing, to stand up for your morals and keep your heart clean. If we have the mind of Christ, then we're able to allow the Spirit of God within us to prevent us from doing those things that are part of the corruption in the world. And that was a real relief for me to really understand and know that. Um, I could go on and on forever, but I really want to hear this man. Um, and, And I really do think we are, you know, approaching that time. And God has uh, spoken to me a word uh, when I say, why is so many awful things happening? And you wouldn't believe the corruption I've seen from the government out here just this past week from the sheriff. It's amazing. But but the thing is, is God spoke a word within me through the spirit that reverberates in this shell that is my body. And it said... And it said, um, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. That's exactly right. Well, and that's so, what's been... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm just going to say, uh, so what that meant to me is not only those that are, you know, falling away in darkness and corruption, but also to us. And that's a great blessing to the Christian or to the believer because when the Holy Spirit or God's Spirit within reveals to you your error, you're no longer in denial. You're beyond being right. So that's... Uh, are you finished, Elaine? Uh, just say yield, and then we'll go on. And then uh, John will know to go forward. Yield. So great, great. Well, let me just say I, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying because, um, you know, this show's not quote unquote a religious show, but it's just so great that Wonderana allows these uh, of perspectives to come in because, you know, is a people would ask a lot of what you're saying. Well, how do you back that up? Unless you have a relationship, so you, should, you you know, it's not a documentation other than I can go in the Word of God and show you a lot of what she just talked about and yes throughout time these things are showing themselves to become true and that's what I was saying in the beginning of the show these, a lot of these prophecies of verses of truth are coming bare especially um, if you go to the book of Daniel it tells him he says what about you know I'll paraphrase too right now but he's basically he's talking to an angel he says what about these things hold on to that till the end meaning the end of day so uh, that's great and so uh, I wanted to say, uh, in communicating, uh, you can write, call, speak, you know, a lot of different ways to communicate with people. Uh, but I found, especially in the day we're living in, that, and I've tested this, is why I say this, to be true, okay, for, for at least five years. People do what they want to do. That's the first thing. That I learned a good while back. Two, people tend to listen more when you plant seeds because they want to feel like it's their own idea when they change, okay? And so there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could be standing in, and i just give an example, standing in a grocery line, and uh, if you find someone to talk to and strike up a conversation, and all of a sudden you see a inroad to saying, Gosh, I wonder what those non or those five oh one C three churches are doing. 
and just to, you can kind of glance with your through your peripheral vision. Did anybody catch on to that? Because you can tell whether people care or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, there, you know I, I have people come up to me and go, "I won't make a sign. I'm gonna put this sign in my yard. I don't care whether they respond to it or not. And it's gonna say this." I said, "Well, you know, that's what you want to do. Do it." But uh, when you plant seeds, uh, you know God's gonna speak to the person that he needs to speak to but that's why there are changes in America that, that are good you just not, you're never going to hear much of those at all on, on TV because they usually tell bad news and uh, you know I'd like to hear about little Johnny and little Susie getting A's in school but you don't hear about that okay? <laughs> this but, is Nikki uh, and I, I'm trying to keep quiet here and I can't <laughs> go ahead yeah, you're talking about planting seeds. What I find is really interesting is when I I, I talk to people and I say, well, you know, it, we're really in Babel, you know, in Babylon, because Genesis 11.3, it says they use brick for stone and they use slime for mortar. Mm-hmm. And that's what's being, <laughs> what you're talking about today, you know, is that... Uh, Brick is counterfeit stone. We are lively stones that are fitly joined together. We're supposed to be. Right. And they're using slime for mortar. What do we call lawyers? Slime. <laughs> I find what that do we call, What do we call lawyers? Lawyers. <laughs> lawyers. Yeah, we call them, we call them, yeah, we call them a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, and uh, you know, they're esquires for nobility. So, I mean, what can you say? But uh, the and, and another thing too is that uh, two marks cannot occupy the same place at the same time. Right. So, I think it was uh, someone was talking about uh, you know taking on the mark. Well, the, the thing is, is in Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel nine, it it says that, you know the angel said to the people, you know, go out and uh, or the angels. Uh, the messengers uh, to go out and to put a mark on the foreheads of those who sigh and cry for the abominations that they see. Mm. So, yeah, thank you. (laughs) I yield. Well, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up again because the lady before that was somebody tomorrow. Let me just tell you, uh, the study I've done, I'm telling you, for at least two to three years, it's warehoused as the chip. And whether it's that or not, we won't know. And I, I don't plan to be here when that comes out. But um, that's another story. The bottom line is, when that thing is implemented, that they have now that's not worldwide being implemented yet, because it's not time yet, according to God, uh, it changes your your whole DNA, and you're done. Okay? Mm-hmm. If it does that, oh, man, that's why I try to tell people, that's my concern, is if you're, if you take that and you're not aware, you're not woke up, please don't do that. Because, you know, some people are not going to be, aware, be totally aware of uh, exactly what they're doing, but they'll be judged for it. Anyway, uh, back to communicating. Uh, whatever way you use, I'm just telling you what I think is best because I see that it's worked best, and that's to develop uh, unchallenging but thoughtful, uh, rational, educational uh, whatever word you want to use, uh, uh, ability to either agree to disagree or to just plant seeds. Because if you say to someone, have you studied this? Can you back this up? Now, just check this out. I have 
And one thing can attest to this in many ways. I have for at least eight years asked people this question. If you disagree with me on what I'm talking about, will you sit down for 30 minutes with me and look at what I've got and then tell me, do you believe the same thing? I get nobody that'll do that. It's because of a lot of reasons. Because anybody anybody can repeat what they hear, but have they lived it, studied it, understand it, that kind of thing. I want to pause right there. What do you think, Wonder Ann? I think you're absolutely right, because I'll tell you, I'm working with a fellow by the name of Mark Stevens and uh, on my case, and he has given the very same kind of challenge to people. If you're wanting to refute everything I'm saying, that's fine. Come on my show and show me the information. Nobody takes them up because they're all hearsay and they are all, um, you know, prognosticating so much of the hype that were given over the wonderful uh, government mind control news, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important that people, when you are actually confronting them with their truths, can they handle the truth? What did Mike Nicholas say in in that movie? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, I saw that other day as well. I haven't seen it. I'd love to see it because cool. I think that's exactly where we are. If you can't, that's the, uh, what do they call the dissidents? Uh, Cognitive dissonance. Yes, that's what they call it because they can't. And they, it's really a sad thing that they cannot handle truth no yeah, matter well that, what it's saying. That is a huge blanket across the world, really, and uh, I don't know, does somebody want to say something? Yeah, this is Orpha. I was just going to say there are some people, too, who you can blatantly put the truth out there to them with the information, and they will not accept it because, one, I think they don't want their belief shattered, for one, and two if they are okay with debate and going up against you, they're throwing the same false information back at you to prove their point that they're right. Right. And I'm going, you're you're just not going and looking, you know, enough to really find the truth. Um, <sighs> that they go so far and find what they want to hear rather than allowing all of the information to come to them so that they can look at it and say, okay, I see what they're saying now, you know. But anyway, I yield. That, that's <laughs> so. a, that is a that is a great statement, a great thing, because I, I just want to jump on that and say this. Uh, my mom was thinking of two or three things. One, one Rand said uh, she hadn't seen that show. You, you'll, you'll get goosebumps when you show it because it gives the correlation of, of what is going on. And that was made back, I think, in either, I think 92 or 94. But anyway, um, the bottom line is uh, the lady that was just talking, she, you, you could hear um, 
spiritual, political, whatever, those kind of debates, and people just, y'all are not changing your mind. Congress don't agree. My friends, Congress is all one. Mm-hmm. It's a game. It's a show. It's a drama. The Republican Party, I even have the documentation, are part of the Communist Party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, people don't want to hear that. So you talk about the truth. Yeah, here, here's here's what I want to say on that, and then we'll go back into some of these change agents. Uh, I, I have become so frustrated with people. First of all, uh, I've talked to my family for so long. Part of my family begin when when the fake news comes on, they go, "What does that mean?" and ask me to interpret it. I'm like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. So I get to tell them. I get to tell them the truth, and they go. That's what I thought, John. I just want to ask you to see. You know, they're beginning to think on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's when you realize the seeds have been actually taken root. Yeah, you know, and so the seeds that you put out there. <laughs> yeah, but you see, oh. you see, some people, some people. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I just want to ask real quick. What was the name of the sh- movie you guys were talking about? I didn't catch that. A few good men. A few good A men. A few oh, good okay. men. Yeah, it's got uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, different other actors that are famous in it. Okay. I uh, watch it again. I have seen it, but it's been a long, long time. But yeah, okay. I am. It was actually a part of what uh, David Wynn Miller brought up with uh, the case on um, Clinton when he was getting uh, going to be uh, kicked out of being the president. Oh, that man, movie yeah. was really a great uh, teaching tool for Clinton. Yeah. Because he was such a liar and a sneak. No, yeah. I didn't have oral sex. Excuse me, were you speaking? Is that what you mean, oral? So, I mean, this is uh, this is part of what the uh, they don't want to hear the truth. No. Very, very and, difficult. And that 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 brings me uh, as a guest on your show. Thank you very much. Is the example? This is what I use. Some people say, "Oh, that's stupid, there. That's corny." But here it is anyway. Um, and, I, and I'm not I'm not trying to be ugly when I say this. I say, now, what can I say that will get your attention then? It's not until they, you've heard the old adage, you know, until their pocketbook gets hurt, they won't listen to you. That's one adage. The two is, I say, not until they get bit in the rear end long enough, hard enough, <laughs> to make them go, what's going on? Now, the third one is this. Rocks, R-O-C-K-S, don't bite. But, Think about this for just a second. Let's say they begin. Let's say that all of a sudden rocks do bite. Okay. Most people have a driveway. Usually, if you do, think of a driveway. However long it is, and you got a teeny tiny pebble at the end of it, and you sometimes you notice it, but you don't move it. It just stays there for years and decades. All of a sudden, you notice the same pebble over a period of time moving up your driveway, and you're like, "How is that happening?" And you watch it, and you watch it. All of a sudden, it's at your front door one day. Mm-hmm. You go out the door, and that rock jumps up and bites you in the rear end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you go, how could that happen? Rocks don't bite. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, dealing with, we're dealing with such evil that, no, they're not, you know, they're not undefeatable at all, but they're so evil, they will do anything they can to tear the living soul out of your life. 
long bones. <laughs> this is Orpha. Yeah, go ahead, Orpha. I've noticed that um, when you try to go around and plant these little seeds, you know, I <laughs> I keep doing it all the time because I'm I'm getting a kick out of it, really, because people <laughs> I look at. I look at them and I'm going, you are so programmed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you will, I, I, they just aren't even open to the possibility of something else. My kids, you know, I plant seeds all the time. I'll say something just to see what kind of reaction I'll get. And <clears throat> there are times when they, <laughs> I'll say something and, oh, Boy, do I get an earful, you know. And I just back off because I think, I'm not going to, I didn't really do this to start a debate with them. I'm not going to start a debate with them. I'm just going to, I'm just planting a seed. And I've, what I've found is that if mom says it, it can't be so. But if if a friend says it, oh my gosh, wow, that is so interesting. I'm thinking, I don't care where it comes from. Right. Just yep. listen. Just listen. You know. That that so is I, that is. Go ahead. <laughs> well, go go ahead and say say that. Cause no, I was just gonna say that is like it is with with all of us. Um, you know, I learned a long time ago in a business I was in. Nobody listens to anybody except from the guy or the lady with the suitcase from out of town. Yep. A suitcase. <laughs> I mean. Out of town, yeah, out of town. Because they're because they're because they're the one that's smart. And they come in so dressed and nice, and they've got all the data. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, then there's other people that I don't know that I'm just getting used to, you know, or getting to know. I go to a gym, so I'm meeting all these ladies and stuff, you know, people that, you know, definitely not in the group of people that I'm used to communicating with. You know, definitely not like-minded people, you know, that are open to all these new things, but um, just mentioning a few things you know it's like you know they're they're starting to bring out the whole cannabis thing you know on you know a a long time ago before they started the campaign to make marijuana illegal cannabis was one of the biggest things used in medicine and it it was great you know the hospitals the doctors it was over-the-counter stuff but when they decide they want to take control of this fabulous medicinal plant, um, they decided to start a campaign to make it illegal. Mm-hmm. And so now, I mean, they have done such a good job that now that it's coming back where they're legalizing medical marijuana, which is different from the kind of, you know, people just go home and smoke. Actually, the medicinal is a lot stronger, <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily get you high because it depends on how much THC is in it. But mm-hmm. my point being, you know, it, it doesn't matter to them what you say about it and tell them to teach them about it. All they see is people, you know, suddenly if they legalize marijuana, oh my gosh, People are going to be getting in their cars with their bags of marijuana and smoking it down the road and causing all kinds of accidents. And I'm going, right. what world are you in? <laughs> you know, I, 
I'm more worried about all the drunk drivers that are on the road. There are there are facts, you know. People are in jail for, you know, causing deaths of families and whatnot from drunk driving. And you're worried about somebody smoking some marijuana, which you have wits more about you smoking marijuana than you do drinking alcohol. And they're, most most of those people want to just sit in their living room and get high. You know, they're not worried about going out and driving and which that's not true with, you know, someone who's on alcohol and can't, you know, the next day they're home and they can't remember how they even got there. You know, that doesn't happen on marijuana. But the programming with it has been so completely well implemented that people just can't hear anything different. They just don't see how possibly marijuana could ever be a good thing. Don't legalize it. Man, we'll have all kinds of people out there smoking and just cussing. (laughs) Okay, this is futile. (laughs) But um, anyway, I just, you know, wanted to to mention that people, you know, you find who are people who are going to be open. Um, I mean, just another little subject that happened to come up. I don't know how the subject got started, but talking about poop. And these people, I'm telling them, you know, your poop can tell you a lot about how healthy you are. And at at first, people are just going nuts. And after we're talking about it for a while, you know, they're going, we need to change the subject. We need to change the subject. I said, we always need to change the subject about it because nobody's willing to talk about it. You You don't want to hear about it. And I think that's the same way it is with all this information that we're trying to get out and plant seeds. So I like to plant seeds. I'm a seed planter. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a very biblical concept. Uh, you, you know, if you read the Bible at all or any other, this, you know, in the Gospels, which is uh, Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it talks a lot about the seed and the sower, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah, I love, to, I love to watch people's reactions. But anyway, I yield. <laughs> okay. Listen, what you just said, uh, we'll move on in a different vein in just a second. I just want to say that good and evil uh, work in uh, obviously different ways, but some, they have some of the same tools. Here's a, here's one example. One, when good sees a door open, a seed can be planted to grow something good. When evil sees a door open, they like to plant a seed of evil to let an evil thing be done. Now, that's one statement, second statement. Most people would agree uh, there are, you know, there's balance to everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing. You know, you see, uh, my mama and dad always used to, you know, just stay balanced and everything and you'll be fine. You know, just stay balanced. Mm-hmm. And so you learn what that is as you walk through your life. But anyway, so to change gears just a little bit, uh, a change agent on do what to do to help people understand not the truth, but and we're talking about 501c3 churches uh, and how that, you know, how it started, how why it happened and all these things is, you know, be informed and with the data that, when you get to the point that you know that you've got enough information, that's good because most people 
again, don't want to hear it until you run into someone who does or plant the right seed. Second thing is uh, prayer. And now, I'm not going to go deep into that for a reason, but just that prayer transcends uh, arguments. Prayer transcends, uh, you know, wars. Prayer transcends a lot of things. It's a powerful tool. And uh, so however, you know, you've been taught and, and, and the Lord has led you to pray, uh, prayer is a big thing. So I, I hope a lot of people will use that because it's, I don't think we use it enough, but I, I'll just stop for just a second because I'm going to fix the go into do not. So let me just stop for a sec. This is Orpha. Yeah, go ahead, Orpha. I just want to say one thing, which, you know, it hadn't dawned on me until my sister-in-law actually said this. You know, I'm, I was talking about gratitude one day, um, just being really grateful for where you are, how much you have. You, you, if you can't be grateful for what you have, how can you possibly handle any more? Mm. You know, if you can't Amen. be grateful for, you know, this table in front of you or your dog or, you know, this exercise bike you have sitting here, how do you expect to get um, anything more than that? You can't be grateful for that. So you can't, yeah. you know, and, and she made this statement. Well, isn't that what prayer is? And I'm going, Huh. I never I never really thought about prayer being a you know I'm not saying that I never thought of it as a way to express my gratitude, but to actually have you know, for someone to say it right. really brought it home and I thought, man, every time we pray we're showing gratitude for whatever it is that we have. Um, just being alive, you know, and thanking our creator or God or whatever, however your, your term is, Alawa for Nikki out there. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, a way that we can really show our gratitude through prayer. So I, I just thought I'd bring that up. Anyway, I, I yield. Thank you, Okay. I was going to say that that's good because um, you know I try to when I say things I you know you say prayer okay you say okay documentation the whole Bible well that's yes that's true but another one you know there's there are some great books that are written out there many obviously that people read uh, one of them is called now if I'm not supposed to promote a book tell me no you go right ahead okay it's just this is just one I was going to mention because it's on it's got the example of what I'm going to say, but, you know, when you think about prayer, prayer is spiritual and it's part of how, uh, what the Bible says, God made us in his own image, you know, and it's spirit, soul, and body. Let me explain. Uh, Factual text, the Sharif Imperative by Dr. Michael Lake. Sharif means the remnant of God. Very powerful. In the book, it talks about, he shows an explanation of how our body is put together. Now, the the spirit is the innermost part of our being. Then, right next to it, talk about a double-edged sword, is the soul. 
And now that's what evil wants. It wants. It, it knows it has almost an impossible task of taking the soul because God's not. God's in charge of that. Number three is the actual house or the body that we live in, which from birth to the end of your life takes on a lot of changes, some good, some bad. Uh, but that's that. And so I just want to say now uh, we're in about an hour and a half into the show that do nots on do nots. These are, these are incredible because we've talked about some of them, but we, I'm just talking from my perspective. So uh, one, I just say, don't shove it on them, you know, cause they're not going to want that anyway. And uh, revolution change works best when it comes from the ground up. You may have heard the saying that, you know, revolution does come to the ground up and, and the uh, moral fabric or the moral changes of society, I should say, more of the uh, societal changes usually come from the top down and that's from government. Uh, pause right there. Comments, wondering? Yeah, it, it, so much of what we have seen in all of our lives is exactly what you're talking about. We are the bottom. And we're pushing up the top. It's the old uh, Ponzi scheme. However, mm-hmm. they turned it around so that those on the bottom are getting eliminated, i.e. Yeah. the genocide that's going on, and the fact of diminishing our desire to say, thank you for a beautiful day. I, okay. I get up and people say, how are you doing? I said, two out of two. I'm up and I'm at them. And I, I sometimes say, and then I have Eve, too, but, you know, yeah. it's all in how a word comes out. And yeah. it is how we use our thoughts. So much of what you just said or for earlier about the alcohol, alcohol has no prescription to it. That's why it's gone rampant. When you talk about um, the marijuana, you now have to have a prescription. But marijuana, the non, um, there is no addiction with marijuana. It just makes you feel happy. And you're just sitting there in the cloud. But that's what they want people. The number of people I met in the detention center was very interesting on their drugs. They were not doing marijuana. One lady had done uh, cocaine for, I think she said it was 17 years. Very bright lady. And and she'd get caught in something. I don't know what it was. But the numbers of ladies that were in there for the hard crud they're making today and, and giving their lives, really, to be in that frame of mind is so gargantuan and you should see their faces they're blotchy they're skinny as a rail if you want to lose weight get on their uh crystal meth and so Mm. much of what you were saying earlier john about the medicine being in the plastic bag it's used in their crystal meth yeah and these this one lady she came in and she slept for four days she three days she did not actually had but one meal, I think, in those three days. She slept there all, and the girls would say, she's just sleeping off her drug thing. And mm-hmm. uh, the the issue was 
she looked like she was diseased. Mm. That's how bad she looked. So when we are whole, when we are feeling good about ourselves, then that's the value we are passing on to others. And that's why we thought long time ago, and I think many people, I do it and sometimes I forget, I thank my spiritual guide because he really is my guide. And I don't know if it's he or she, it doesn't matter. But it's definitely my spiritual guide that keeps me out of trouble. Well, sort of I have to push till I get in trouble. But the issue here is that I say thank you when I go to bed for completing the day. And when I wake up in the morning, oh, oh, it's time for me to get up. Thanks. I sometimes don't say it in those words, but I'm appreciative of waking up. Yeah. This is where those are prayers. Well, yeah, God, God, through his Holy Spirit, he, he knows us. He knows all about us. He, he knows our thoughts. But, yeah, amen. This is Nikki. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nikki. Yeah, talking about the words and, uh, you know, uh, who we are and so on and so forth. Uh, the thing is, is we've all seen dead bodies. Whatever was in there has returned to wherever it came from. So, And we'll have to give an account of what they did while they were in their freehold, okay? So our, our physical body is, by definition, a freehold, someplace we come to and we stay for our lifetime. And then we return to our, we reside, I should say, so that's residence. We reside in our freehold until we return to our domicile. And I honestly believe that those who penned in Philadelphia and that Declaration of Independence understood that. They said, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to, number one, primary purpose, dissolve the political bands which connect them to another. Wow. That are connecting to this this brick, you know, counterfeit house that they are building or counterfeit uh, government. And then number two is this is where the domicile and uh, the uh, residents come from, and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Because our vocations were the occupations we were sent here to do in our freehold. Not jobs and careers, but occupations and vocations. So, therefore, number two of that declaration said, assume amongst the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle you. And then the third part is to declare the causes which impel us to that separation. So, you covered it all today, John. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's amazing. Um, let me just say this is a, I guess, is a disclaimer. If you're coming on late, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're just flipping through it, trying to hear what maybe you're interested in, this is about uh, the 501c3 church and how it was created and a lot of the background before it and on into it. And it covers so many things. So you'll hear a lot of different uh, aspects of thought on different venues that come from uh, people who go, who obviously uh, are ten church and, and those who don't. So it can reside either way. But um, back to the point uh, that I was at was do not, and we were talking about don't shove it on people, and we uh, talk, the next thing would be um, 
do not confront. I said, well, well, John, sometimes you have to, yes, sometimes you do. Now, let me just stop right there and say this. One of the questions that happens in the 501c3 church is asked about it is, uh, does the church do business? Big question. Now, that, that's a whole train of thought, which I don't, I'm not going to cover here, but I just want to read you uh, one one or two scriptures out of the Bible. It says, Jesus himself, Jesus entered the, this is Matthew twenty one twelve. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling those. In other words, he, the, the church, the his, my temple, Jesus said, the, the Father's house is not meant for, you know, that's not the purpose of the church. So that's one scripture. Just one more real quick. First John two sixteen. For everything in the world, <clears throat> the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, meaning Father God, but from the world. Now, the reason I read that is to say uh, one of the ladies that spoke a while ago talked about scriptures being uh, actually their uh, Oh, help me think. I, I get mind blank. You ever get mind blank? You can't think of the word. Yeah. Uh, not not version. It's translation. Um, translation. There you go. The translation. So, now, some of them are vehemently, since a certain year, being changed on purpose nefariously. Because if you compare scriptures, they're leaving out words that mm-hmm. were originally there. That's one, two. They um, some are changing them not to mean the same thing. So that that was correct what the lady said. But uh, do not confront unless you are asked to sit down. Now these are not hard and fast rules. These are just me saying my my personal opinion. Do not confront unless you are asked to sit down and discuss with someone one on one or a group. Well, some sometimes we get so upset. I'm going to confront this. This is wrong. Well. You have to do what you speak in your spirit feels is best. But I'm just saying, in general, it's best to not confront about this hidden issue because you're trying to, you're dealing with a mindset that's drawn into people for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the mind control. So this is a great point you're bringing out. And for all of us to keep recognizing, because as you recognize it, you can change it. You are the one in control of it. So that's yep. excellent. And we're getting on to 1041. Does anybody else have any more questions for John? Or, uh, John, have you finished all that was on your category? Uh, I, I, can just, I, can just, I can just tell you that the only other two things that really have already been talked about is just uh, planting seeds grow faster uh, when you're non-combative. And the last thing is uh, uh, finally... If you're if you're wanting to do battle, I don't mean physical. This is uh, mostly mm-hmm. spiritual. Okay, do yes, not undertake yes. a cause without counting the personal cost to you and your family. And, and by under wonder and most people understand what I mean. But I, I've I've been accosted by the de facto government over the silliest things because I stood up to them too hard. They didn't like that. So a lot of times when you do that about the 501c2 church, there's a document that I have that says be careful because if you want to be chided or in the other example the lady gave was uh, excommunicated, uh, you know, do it the right way. So that's really what I was going to say. 
And that's a very good point because what are our whistleblowers going through? They go through, and this is a big word, they're going through hell. They've been ostracized. Their children have been forbidden any point for all that is is, again, collusion to make certain no one else will whistleblow. And that's all we're being threatened with. We're being threatened. Now, I, I ran on, into a list the other day that I was quite surprised with. The list of doctors who have been removed. They have been killed. They've been many different ways removed. And I, I went through the whole list. It was like 79 or 81 doctors. I thought it was like six. Or 12. And I went through it. And I'll tell you, when you go through this entire list, the list started in, uh, ended, pardon me, for this uh, this list. But it ended in, uh, I'm going to say in 17, January of 2017. There was uh, a death every single month, all the way back to into March, um, so it had to be 16, into March of 17. And then it went down to the next few years, and they were they skipped a month, but there were deaths all through that year. Right, you're, they, talking about, they, you're talking about you're, you're talking about the killing of doctors. Is that what you're talking about? Absolute yeah, killing yeah. of doctors, a murder, let's call it what it is. But yeah. these were men of and women of all different categories. But the theme I, you know, just checking as I went through, they were all coming up with solutions. Yep. Get that? They were coming up with solutions to stop epidemics. And this one fella, um, I'm going to say, was uh, over uh, in Europe, what he had finally announced to the public, he had gotten a cure for some horrible, like the Black Plague type situation. He was killed, and the following month there was the Black Plague. Correlation. Oh, surprise. Yeah. So it's what we're learning here. What's not being said in the churches, what's not being said in the American Murderers Association, what's not being said in our education, what's all the knots that we're hearing are all the negatives for us to be fearful. So what do we do? We start, okay, they're saying not over here, so I have to do this. And we learned that back in actually the 1920s. When the the people all jumped on the stock market, the uh, real financiers jumped out of the stock market. Mm. Do the opposite of what the public is doing. Yeah. And when I lived in California, we are, you know, I don't know if they're being egotistical, but it's a fact now. Whatever starts in California goes across the country. Mm. And people, it's going across the country. Big time, big money, big over uh, takeover. 
that you're seeing it here on this east coast of America, you know it's already been through California big time. Yeah. And 501c3 is, that was the foundation of this country. Supposedly was we were a Christian country. Yep. And that's why when you started this whole talk, the moralness of it, we are so amoral today that I'm, I'm going to tell you something I've observed at school. Now, maybe it's me and being an old broad, but I watch the young fellas watching, not watching the females. When we were kids, the guys couldn't get their eyes off a pretty girl. They couldn't get, if she had tight shorts on, 10 male eyes would follow them. And we always thought yeah. it was so sexist, you know. Well, they don't do that anymore. You're saying you see, you, you notice that men aren't looking at ladies like they used to? They're so flat on nudity. They're so flat on sexuality. They're so flat on everything that's emotionally a turn on. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there's a great segment of that. Wow. And and there's another aspect to that too. They're not looking at the women because they're looking at the guys. There has been there has been so much. You know, I can't believe how oh exploding the gay aspect is now. You know, I have nothing against gays, but it's like. There's something causing this. Our DNA is changing or something. And I had, I, I've i said this before, and I'll keep saying it. I think it has something to do with the genetically modified food. It because, all it does. Huh? Your heart. It does. You're absolutely right. And the other side of what you're saying is the fact that our genetically modified food is actually sterilizing our children. Mm-hmm. So that they will not have children. Yep. You got to get that message. They do not want us yeah. to have a population. I read mm-hmm. something the other day about the uh, fact that oh, the white people are are, are only uh, what is it, sixty percent? And I'm going, are you a fool or what? Because of the fact that. And this is not a racist statement. The fact is that most people are totally unaware that in the plantation time, the whites were outnumbered all the time. So who are they to be the bosses? And then the, the, the brutality that they did, just, again, coercion, subversion, and uh, control, that they were the big people. No, they weren't. They never were. They've always been cruel. But now, I'm going to tell you, they're doing the same thing to the black community. They're they're finally seeing the actual turnaround here. And people are being absolutely genocide, not just because of their skin anymore. It's because they're totally wanting more control and less numbers. That's right. Wonder, wonder yeah, can I... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to um, say real quickly, um, 
you know, I thought this was like 5G, going to talk about the 5G network. Um, but one thing I want to say uh, with regard to uh, all this stuff, the word pharmakia, okay, is in the Bible translated from the Greek as sorcery. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where we get our our um, our word pharmacy from today in modern times. So a lot of the um, you know the drugging of everything is sorcery, and it was uh, predicted as one of the end time signs. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is this has been going on since before Christ, mm-hmm. uh, because because there has always been that. And I wanted to comment on the, um, real quick, on the, um, I learned something um, about the CBD oil. Sometimes if, if, if someone gets me a gun, for instance, and I don't know how to use it, uh, I may end up shooting myself because I have a weapon that's powerful, but I don't know the effects of its usage. And I um, I tried in desperation the CBD oil with Ray, um, my autistic son that has never spoken, mm. and um, and he, uh, you know, uh, I I he immediately the first week started speaking, <laughs> but but not talking words, not saying sentences, not cognitive language, just saying okay. Okay, okay. He says okay constantly, all the time. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> and the point is, is that I introduced that substance to his virgin chemistry in hopes of helping with his agitation and tantrums. And now I have an effect that makes him socially stand out as inappropriate because we walk in the store all day, all day, like that, all day long. And then everybody stares at him. So a lot of times what we introduce, you know, in this pharmacia, if we if we don't really understand its power, it becomes a weapon against us. And that's what we're seeing with the painting of our um food, medicine, air, water, everything. And the 5G, I'm just going to quit here, but I do want to get the guy's uh, uh, email or whatever it is, how you can learn more. But um, the 5G network, I was studying it last night in more detail. Um, Basically, it is going to introduce microwave that is going to be able to penetrate your body. And here's what it'll do. Aluminum barium is what they've been spraying the skies with. And we're breathing that in and it's being absorbed through our filter that is our skin. And when it gets into our internal organs, see our lungs and our nostril, it has easy access to the brain. Aluminum, small particles, stays within your body. It is not absorbed. It just stays there. So when you have... um, a 5G microwave burst, okay, similar to the Carrington invent, only man-made through pharmacia, um, it's going to, that aluminum that's residing in your body is going to become a conduit 
And what it does is it breaks your DNA stream. What it does is it fires and fries your synapses. What it does is it turns you into a zombie. And so there's one thing that, um, you know, that you can do in preparation, and that is look for, and not the Walmart cheap over-the-counter stuff, but go to a, 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 a good holistic health food store and look up um, a, a metals detox and, and, and get that in your system and get it going and get it working because it's your tinfoil hat within your body. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I just wanted to, to bring that out. And that's all I had, thanks. But the, uh, backing you up on that, the huge fires that they had in Oregon and California are exactly the point of what you just said. Wow, Those yeah. fires burned on and on and on and on, and then they had these flashes and stuff. So if it's doing that to wood, what is it going to do to your brain? So this is very important. And um, I've got some other stuff that I'll send you out what I've learned on uh, some of this. To We've got to radiate, protect ourselves. Totally radiate protection because of what's going on. We had a guest on, Barbara Franks, and I'm doing some of her her program. But I have another friend who's from uh, Charleston, and he was uh, he's up now in Pennsylvania. Was really went from North Carolina to Pennsylvania to try and save this man's leg, and in the process, the the man just he didn't want to deal with his diabetes. So he had his leg cut off this week in direct opposition to what my friend was there to help him with. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm listening to the doctor. The doctor knows best. Brain control. What we hear on this program know that our health is what we're in charge of, not a doctor. Mm-hmm. And if we don't take care of it, we will be those victims. I think my brother died directly from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma because of the radiation poison that he had in Oregon. And a friend of his died a year, a month later from his memorial service of the same thing and didn't even know he had it. So this is, I think that radiation poisoning is something we really need to go uh, and and do, and I'm I'm just so thrilled that we've I know we spent a gamut here, but this this whole door you opened, John, for us to number one as as uh, Nikki was saying, when we die, we, we used to say it in Scientology, we just drop a body. The body is just so you you and I can see each other. Oh, you've got your hair done. Oh, that's a nice dress on you. Well, how do I look? And you say something nice. That's just for us to see and pat each other on the back. But we're a spirit. We're always a spirit. Is that not right, John? Well, it is. uh, uh, First of all, there's... uh, I forgot the the exact amount. Anyway, there's so many dimensions we can't see, and, and most of those are spiritual. There's at least two we can see. 
maybe three. But uh, yeah, when when time and space are over, at the end, you know, we'll begin, we'll all begin to see uh, what was really there. Yeah. This yeah. is Nikki, and I, yeah, I, go ahead, Nikki. Yeah, I, I don't want to lose uh, the train of thought because of all the uh, conversation that has been going on. And uh, I want to point out, though, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the nanotechnology and uh, what's going on with our food system and things like that, is that when Obamacare was being discussed in 2009, there was an article in September 2009 in Wall Street Journal and other newspapers, Wall Street investing in death. They were buying, they were talking about buying insurance policies Okay, and, and bonding and bundling them, and the younger the individual dies, the more money the investors will make. Okay. Wow. This is in the newspaper. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that Scripture says that through the seed of Abraham, all nations will be blessed, and we were talking about that earlier. John was. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that what better way to profit from from a mandated genocide on a people who is your only competition? So with that, I yield. And thank you. Excellent Excellent point. Boy, that sure brings it home for what Elaine brought up, what Nikki, what John, you've been telling us and and teaching us tonight. Wow, it sure brings it to a wonderful, wonderful uh, learning experience that we've all been having. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you offered to do this. John, John and I have gone back a long time, but it's, it's, it's getting, okay, who wants to come forward? And I've been too tired to, to do that. So I welcome John's uh, suggestion very uh, wholeheartedly and I, I'm glad you did it, John. I really am well, glad I, I appreciate, you did it. I appreciate you having me. It was good to be on today. Y'all have a wonderful show. And uh, um, just, again, all the things that we're talking about, you know, it, it, it just one idea. A church can't cover but so much information in the main sermon inside of a sanctuary, but, but Sunday school classes are made for a reason. Thank you. <laughs> Great. And this is Orpha. Yeah, Orpha, go ahead. I just want to... Say thank you, John, for coming. Oh, you I, I I would love it if you came on every Friday. Yeah. Your your information is like, wow, it's really helpful. You know. Well, well I, so, I will tell you this. It, it, you know, every thought brings another thought to everybody. I know that. So yep. just real, real quick, I want to say, I have experienced the very proof that what I've studied for so many years is true because. I believe with all my heart, after so many views on a certain topic on the Internet, they erase it. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay? I have, a, I have a blog site. I have this, you know, and so They go into my uh, many people's blog sites, and they erase pictures. They erase data, and I can't do anything about it. Now, I've done some mistakes, and I've lost a lot of data because they would shut my computer down in a heartbeat if I got too much data. Yep. That that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Thank you for having me on, and I'll stay on and give my uh, email or whatever you want me to. Yeah, and we we close our program. I'm I'm going to back you up with what you say. Walter Burian has shown that he has had millions of people 
reading about the CAFR accounts, mm. and yet they only show thousands. Yep, yep, they do so, that, that's for sure. Is, and this is true of anyone who's talking the truth. And Nikki yep. just said thank you. So what we do, uh, John, is quite unusual, and it's been a uh, <laughs> wonderful fortitude of uh, our um, author in helping us do this right. So, uh, author, explain to John why we do this and what it's about. Okay, it's a um, <clears throat> a little Hawaiian prayer, really, um, and it's we're so out there in, you know, forgiveness, okay? Mm-hmm. Forgive our neighbor, forgive our enemy, forgive our kids for throwing that toothbrush at me, whatever, you know. You forgive everybody else, but we are never really programmed or taught to forgive ourselves. Wow, yeah. We... <clears throat> We carry this baggage around with us every day, every day, 365. You know, we, we never, we're, we're always taught to be humble. Yeah. And, and humble is okay, but I was the, you know, the best doormat you could ever find. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. because I always felt that I had to, you know, it, it, it could never be about me. I could never think about myself. I always had to think of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't mind thinking about other people, but if we're worn down and trodden on, how good can we be to anybody else? That's right. We mm-hmm. we have to be able to forgive ourselves and let go of some of this baggage that is making us sick. Um, just, you know, I think you could probably find reasons um, for most diseases as to why you're sick, you know, in your yeah. emotions. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. And we, we cannot seem to let go of this. This is, these are our our security blankets, you know, and this really where they're starting to find that we carry around emotional baggage clear all the way back through all of our ancestors. They've, they've programmed this garbage, if you will, you know, things that their, their traumas and dramas that they went through have all come into our lives through DNA yeah. And we're we're carrying this stuff around with us, and we need to realize that we need to forgive ourselves and let go of this stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's amazing how um, detrimental to our health it is. <laughs> so <clears throat> this Hawaiian prayer is meant for you to you know, like Wondering said earlier, it's an inside job. Nothing outside of you is responsible for anything that happens in your life. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. You know, even, you know, things like a car accident. You know, what was the other guy that ran into me? Yeah, but what were your thoughts before that? A month you've been 
frustrated, you've been mad, you've been, you know, well, you've drawn that energy to you. And I, hold on a second. Oh, I'm going to go in the other room. Stupid phone. I, I don't answer that phone. So it's <laughs> um, anyway, um, these these emotions and thoughts and and whatever it is we're baggage that we're carrying around with us this little hawaiian prayer is meant to help you get rid of that and um we've we've seen a lot of things in um even our lives some of us <laughs> wonderand is, is a good testament to this um things going on around you people that are around you what when you're able to forgive yourself it transcends out of you and around to others and if somebody else is like really mad at you or something for an example you you know you by you saying this prayer to yourself and forgiving yourself um in, in knowing that that energy will be transcended out it will calm them down mm-hmm. so it's very it's a very powerful little prayer we say it three times just because we know the power of threes i don't always say it three times myself when i you know as i go about my day but you can certainly say it as many times as you so please and sometimes you yeah, just have to keep saying it and saying it and saying it, saying it, saying it <laughs> until you get rid of whatever it is that's, you know, coming at you. But um, anyway, it's called the Ho'oponopono. And um, you now I'm going to go ahead and start it. Yeah, is there anything, is there, yeah, is there yeah. any, anything else I missed? Um, no, you did great. There's, there's four lines to it, and we just kind of mix them up whatever we feel, however we want to say them. So, and we, you know, whoever, each, three of us on the call will take a turn in, in leading the prayer. And um, then the rest of them just kind of uh, repeat it if they want to. You don't have to, but if you want to, you can. Um, Did you interpret the words before you pray? Pardon? Pardon? Uh, you, you'll 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 fully understand. I won't need there won't need to be any interpretation. The only um, thing I said is I love Hawaiian people, but I don't speak their language. Yeah, oh, this is a, this I can is pray in the Holy Spirit. I can pray in the Holy Spirit, and I know that language, but I some people don't yeah. know it. But anyway, well, the the only Hawaiian language is the name of it, the Ho'oponopono. Oh, okay. But okay. The, the, wor- the words are in English, so... Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I think it'll be very self-explanatory, but what I've noticed is, you know, if anybody else hears you saying it, they're going to think you're asking their forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. But it's gotcha. not. You're asking... You're, you're looking deep in yourself to your, find your higher self, and you're asking your higher self for your forgiveness. Because you screwed up <laughs> somewhere along yeah. the line. You messed up. You're asking yourself for forgiveness so that you can let go of this baggage. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that that's... that's what, yeah. 
Yeah, Lane. I'm sorry. Uh, just real quick, no bite. Before uh, we started, I just wanted to um, bring out a, a scripture or a teaching from Jesus that really clarifies this, uh, if I may, real quick. Um, uh-huh. There was a man on the Sabbath whose donkey had gotten caught in a pit, and he was digging, trying to help his donkey get out of the pit. And Jesus came across him and said, don't you know it's the Sabbath and that you're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath? Yes, right. And basically the man said, yes, I do. But um, what man wouldn't save his, or Jesus came back and said, what man wouldn't save his donkey's life, whether it be on the Sabbath or not? And then to reiterate, Jesus said, blessed is the man that condemns not himself in that thing which he allows. And that clearly relates Mm. to our being able to take authority of our actions and our own forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. that's it. Yep. Very good. Thank you, Elaine. Yes. Okay, so the Ho'oponopono goes like this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Now someone else can do it. Elaine, do you want to go ahead? Sure. Um, I love you. I love, I love you. you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please, Please forgive. forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please I'm forgive sorry. me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank 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 you. How, how, how. And we... <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Uh, no, you were going to say something. I don't want to interrupt that thought. Well, I, I, I was just going to let you guys finish. Go ahead. Then what we do is we, we complete our, our morning with the fact that everyone could this week work on what we've learned. Work on how your how for the week. How can you make your life better? How can you help others? How can you be of value to somebody else? How can you be valued to yourself? Because we we cannot ignore anything anymore. And many more times it's being said, it's people coming to peace within themselves that they cannot disrupt us. Joan of Arc, when she was put on that uh, pile of wood, 
knowing she was going to die from burning, she had to come to grips with who she was to be willing to go up there and do it. I'm not saying we're all going to be burning on a pile of wood, but we burn in ourselves all the time. But, oh, if I'd only, if I'd only, and lived through many things that when you, you doing an outside thing that really was not in your control is something you really can't change. That is why there the they's out there are controlling you because of allowance. Yeah. So let's stop the allowance. Take control of yourself. It's an inside job. Mm-hmm. And, and when someone says, oh, I don't know if it's going to be a good day today, and I, I tell them, you're the only one in charge of it. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. And they look at me and they go, you know, you're right. I'm not about being right. I'm about just as we've started this whole program, doing the seeds. Well, You're and all... everybody... Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, and we've all been so well programmed. You know, a lot of us, though, are fine. You know, as we're waking up, we realize this, but there's so many people that the the blame game is alive and well. Um, you have to have somebody to blame stuff on so you don't have to take the responsibility yourself of doing anything. You know, we are an entitled nation anymore. It's just our country, you know, whatever you want to say, but the government, you know, has gotten so much control over us that they have entitled us purposely so that we can't think for ourselves. We can't do anything for ourselves. We we have to rely on them for this, that, and the other thing. And as we're waking up and they're realizing that we're waking up, <clears throat> they're now starting to get scared because they can see they're losing the control. That's right. And we're, we're finally standing up and saying, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Sure. And... <laughs> You know, they don't like us saying that. (laughs) (laughs) They want us under their thumb. They want us to know, you know, we're going to, you know, quit eating their GMO foods so that our kids can have babies. You know, we're going to, you know, try and continue populating this earth. Um, And they want that. They They want us dead. They want it genocide. And what better way than to make people, you know, guys like guys and girls like girls? Um, There's no children. Yeah, no children. Um, no more new ones coming into the planet that they got to kill off somehow. You know, I'm I'm not trying to bash them because they've actually done a very good job of doing what they've done. I I to this day, hand it to these people for being such geniuses. Um, they've figured out how to do it, and they've implemented it, and they've succeeded. Well, now we have to figure out how to, how to go the opposite road and, and undo what they've done with a smile on our face and a hop in our skip, or a skip in our hop, a hop in our walk, whatever you want. 
<laughs> you know, because we have to be happy doing it. If because if we're not happy doing it, it's it's not going to work. We have they to be. Win. We have to have this attitude that we can do this. We're we're just. It's just that it's um going to take some time. It's going to take some thinking. It's going to take some work. But we can do it. You know, we can get out from underneath their thumb. We don't need we don't need them to be telling us what we what to do. Um I think innately we were born with that. Um albeit we have to try and get back to the road of remembering that. But I think we all have the knowledge to implement getting back what God gave us the rights to in the first place. And the Ho'oponopono, I think, will help us do that by getting rid of the stuff that's in the way, taking the garbage out, so to speak, um, so that the trash man can come and pick it up and and earn their daily, you know, (laughs) rewards by picking up everybody else's trash. You know, bless those people. You know, it's it's, it's a job that nobody really wants to do, I don't think. Um, But but it's a you know, I I try to thank my garbage people every now and then when I see them. So, anyway, I'll quit talking. So I yield. Excellent. Don't and forget her hug. Uh, oh, I will. I will forget it. No. <laughs> what is our hug? Well, our hug is the other side of it. We give you a big hug, John, for coming on our show, for being, participating so well, and being so flexible on how we we jump from 3,000 down to 3 million ideas because they're also current, and that's important for us to stay current in many of these avenues. So I really want to say thank you uh, for coming on, sharing with us, and doing such a great thing. So what is our ending? We have a hug, and it's a we hug the world. We start in our community, et cetera, but we end it with a high E. We had a gal by the name of Patty, and she was a, she came on our show years ago, and she was going to die tomorrow, and she just couldn't get any energy up, and she spoke like that to us. She died two years ago this past Thanksgiving, and we didn't know she had died. We couldn't find her, and uh, it was one of those miracles or forgot the information, but she taught us how to just end off with a high E by having a smile on our face. So what we do is we get our arms out. Everybody put your arms out, and on a count of three, we're going to give Patty and all the wonderful people that have gone before her that this is love to them, but it's also love to you to take with you and your whole ponopono. So put your arms out. Take your neighbors in. Take your your street, your community, your city, your state. Take them all into your arms. Let's all gather those people that really are searching for the love 
that's in them so that they can share it with others. And let's give that hug and go on the on the count of three we'll do our E with a smile. A one, a two, a three. John, did you say what happened? <laughs> no, I didn't, this was Jim. Oh. Oh, hi, Jim. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, oh, I'm good. I'm good hearing you, too. I was listening to it off and on doing, doing business here. Oh, good, good, good. Jim's also a, a great knower of many, many different things. But let us uh, uh, turn off and let... Uh, let us get John's email address, and then we'll all be able to uh, to chat then. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. For, um, uh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. All um, right. Slickman. I wonder who that was. But we've got, oh, are you Slickman, Jim? No, huh? you're Southwest Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, listen, I'm going to turn off the recording, and everybody, please do your ho-ho-pono-pono. I cannot tell you over and over again uh, how valuable this really is. It is so valuable. When I was in the pod, in the detention center, it kept the room quiet because I've shouted at my kids. I've shouted at other people. I've shouted at, at uh, screamed at uh, people that didn't give me. I've shouted on my phone. I am so guilty and yet I had to learn to forgive myself. Those girls gave me the ground to forgive myself. And it's all about getting the bat down to love. Because if you cannot forgive yourself, you're really not able to love yourself. So with love, I'm turning off the recording. Take this Ho'oponopono, use it over and over and over again. You'll see what a big change your area will be. All right, recording's going off.